welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. My name is Jody Maley, and I've been an entrepreneur and business owner for over 27 years now. Thanks for joining the podcast, and I can't wait to share with you tips and ideas on how to grow your heart centered entrepreneur business. As a personality dimensions coach, I help entrepreneurs discover who they are at their core so they can have real and authentic sales conversations with their ideal clients. We all started or joined a business so that we can make an income on our terms. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneur journey or have been in sales for a while, the key to any business is sales and nurturing the sales relationship. So I invite you to sit back, relax, maybe even have your favorite drink and take some notes as we have fun delving in to learn more from the top 1% to 2% income earners who are making such a difference and impact for themselves and their beautiful teams. Their tips and ideas will uplift and inspire you in a heart-centered, authentic way to help lift you up, move you forwards towards your perfect dream and goal. So stay tuned to the end of each podcast as I will share a little gift from me that I know will get you inspired in your beautiful business. So I'm so happy to have this guest with me today. Uh, Theta and I actually connected like last week. It was very, very quick. And she was a referral from one of the polka dot group ladies that I'm with. So I'll let her introduce herself in a bit. And just to tell you again, my name is Jody Maley with the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. So I'm so happy that you guys are here listening to us today. And um, Theta has some great some insights that she's going to give us today, but I'll let her introduce herself and then we'll get into the meat of the conversation here. So go ahead, my love. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm Theta Blackwood. I live in Long Valley, New Jersey. Um, I have been in direct sales for about 22 years. Um, uh, my first big company that I was with for 13 years, um, I, I did party plans. So I was I mean, I've seen this industry sort of shift. Yes. So um, it was party plan where I, it was with Southern living at home. And I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it was home decor and it was amazing until it wasn't, you know, I mean, we, of course, everything changed. I think when Amazon and home goods and things like that started coming into the picture, uh, free shipping, <laughs> all the things Um that company led me to, when that one closed, uh, led me to a jewelry company. So again, I was doing more party plan and in-person events. Um, and then in the pandemic, that company closed. And I wondered to myself, mm -hmm. uh, am I really going to find anything else again? I, I was like, I don't think I want to sell anything ever again. That's how I, I really felt like that at that point. Um, I had reached the top of the comp plan in the two companies that I was with. Um and I told my husband as we were walking during the pandemic, I said, you know, I don't know if I want to sell anything ever again, unless it's consumable, it ships to people's door. I don't want to have to do a home party again. I'm, I mean, I'm 50, almost 56. And I was like, I want to be able to travel. Um, I, I felt like it needed to fill a need and solve a problem. Um, you know, when people were dying in the pandemic, I really felt like I needed to represent a, a brand or a company that, that really was helping people in some way or, or form. And I found an amazing hair care company that literally transformed my hair, but that one closed in December. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've had, I've had to shut down three companies. And so, um, this time I was like, okay, I'm doing my research. I'm going to figure out what the next thing is. And I have a team of people following me 
And um, so I found a company that is a global company. Um, it's called Lime Life by Alcone. And um, it is all natural skincare and professional quality makeup. Um, and the whole reason why I do all of these things and the, the underlying thread is that I love helping women with their self-confidence and whether it was decorating and entertaining, whether it was wearing a piece of jewelry and feeling fabulous, whether it was having a great hair day or being able to put on a little bit of, you know, feel like you're in the best skin, um, or whatever, it really, it, it comes down to that. It's just making women feel more confident, whether it's in their business or whether it's in the products that they're using. Yeah, I love that. That's what brought me to one of the people that I coach who owns a direct sales company and she has a cosmetic company and same thing. I wanted to, you know, we we live in a Zoom world right now. And, you know, if you can't kind of tell, I'm a little bit white. <laughs> and so and so on Zooms, I'm like, I'm washing out. Um, FYI, fun fact, I actually got my passport rejected three times because I was so pale. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And my husband, my husband, who is First Nations, and he's like, I, he's like, I have no words. And I remember running into London drugs and grabbing a powder and putting that onto my face just so I could be, I mean, look, look this is like, this is actually white, you know, I got, yeah. Yeah. so it's pretty funny, but I love that you have that, you know, want or need to help women with their self-confidence. And I think that that's key into what a lot of leaders, we start in network marketing or direct sales. I was with a party plan as well. And I started in that company years ago, not because of, I wouldn't say that I started because of money. That was mm -hmm. not my motivator. My motivator was I love the products. We're a small town where I come from. And, you know, I really just wanted to get out of the house. And for me, purchasing the kit was cheaper than yeah. everything on my want list. And my best friend had said, why don't you just sell it, like buy the kit? And then your husband won't be so mad at you for spending, you know, a couple hundred dollars. So I thought, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And so I got the kit and then it was opening up the book and realizing, oh, you do home parties. Like it never it didn't click into me. And so I thought, oh, the book says I have to have six home parties. So that's, that was my journey and start. My kids were young at the time. They were four, four years and six months old. And yep. I just wanted to be around grownups and have adult conversations. So for me, yep. it was more of building friendships. And then quickly, I realized this is making money. This is actually contributing to our home. And from that income, we were able to um, purchase a brand new house. We went on trips as a family and it, it was a lot of fun. And so I love that you've connected that same thing. Just watching women start with something and then get their confidence of, wow, I can contribute to my family. I can dress up or down. It is such a gift. It is such a gift. And this industry is, um, it's so positive. And I think um, there's so many benefits to this industry, um, whether it's, you know, self-confidence, whether it's money, sometimes it's community. Um, you know, it's, it's all of the things it, it does start with a good product that somebody loves and enjoys, but there's so much more to it. And it's such a support. Environment compared to corporate America. 
Mm -hmm. I agree. And I'm on a mission and I know that you relate to this too, but I'm on a mission to change some of the wording that people have around direct sales and network marketing and thinking that everyone out there is just out to, you know, that it's a Ponzi scheme, taking your money, you know, pyramid. We hear those words all the time. So what is something that you may say if women are experiencing that and and how they can relate that to their business? Like, you get that a lot, I'm sure. So what do you I do? And I, I think, you know, when, when somebody says to me, you know, something about, is it that pyramid scheme? I'm like, the whole world is a pyramid scheme. I mean, you know, and to be fair, like what I own is a franchise. I own a franchise. Um, I get to be the sole, you know, I'm the salesperson. I'm the CEO. I am the admin. I'm all of it because um, it's my business. Right. I've and so you know I I really feel like um yeah there's it, it direct sales network marketing gets a bad rap but in fairness it is the most amazing industry because we get to give great customer service whereas if you go to us like for me if you go to a Sephora and Ulta that girl that's selling stuff might be there this week not next week mm-hmm. um it could be a temporary thing. Whereas I'm in it for the long haul, I'm in it for my customers, um, you know, long haul, I know them, I'll know what they love. And I know, you know, more about them. Mm, I like that. Now, before we jumped in on the call, we were talking a little bit about um, leadership, leadership development. And this is a message, I think, for all the you know, the young, young women, middle-aged women, even if you're older and you're just starting out, but you're starting your leadership journey. And so we want to talk a little bit about that and what that means to you. Cause I love this part. <laughs> yeah. I, so as a, as a leader in this industry, I think it's really important to, uh, and I said this to you a minute ago, it's, it's important to all, do all the things that got you there. Don't stop doing them because I think what happens is um, that first level of leadership you have sponsored, you've usually brought new team members in, you've mentored people. You're also building your customer base and you're selling. Um, but a lot of times people rest on their laurels and think, oh, I've arrived. I just got this title, um, which it is a great thing to start, you know, to, it's like a, it is the first level of leadership. Um, but you need to continue doing those things. You need to continue growing your business, meeting new people, networking, um, adding to your team, um, helping women start a business um, all the time. And there's going to always be 20% of the people in your organization doing 80% of the work, 100% of the time, no matter what you're doing. That's the Pareto principle. Um, And what I have found in all of my businesses is that this Pareto principle is hundred percent spot on. Yeah, me too. And I think too, what people forget is that, and I'm teaching and coaching my husband. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) And, and same thing with him. He's brand new to this part. I mean, he works in a mill. He's, he's been in a job where you get used to, you trade your, your time for dollars, you go there, you work. And so this is a new concept for people of that 2080 rule of, literally the 20% of the work that you do right now does create 80% of the results. It takes 90 days. 
And I know that there's lots of people who jump out of the gate, like you just joined with a company here in, and in the last month and a half, you've leveled up how many times? This is crazy, by the way. Um, nine ranks in one <laughs> month. Congratulations. I love that. (laughs) Women celebrating women. Woohoo. Nine times. And I think though that people forget, you know, you built teams before. Mm -hmm. So you had a level of influence to be able to do that. And I think that that's great when people do have a level of influence that they can bring along, but you also know, Hey, this takes real work. This is real work. And in the last six weeks, I know that you have probably been working super hard because you know those results that you're doing right now is what's going to build teams, help more development, keep your business going through some of the summer months. Like you're you're a suave woman. So I know that that's what your head's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I, 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 um, I'm consistent. I think that is another thing that, um, happens in this business is that, it is flexible, but it's not optional. Uh, if you want to build a solid business, um, flexible in the, you know, I've been in Miami last week in New York city yesterday. Uh, I'm home today, but, um, I've been traveling for like the better half of, you know, the week and it, it, it allows me this flexibility, but if I don't get back to business and, and stay consistent with all of the activities that I've always done to, um, serve my customers to do, you know, customer service, um, building new customers, meeting new people. It takes effort. Um, and I think sometimes we, I I've seen leaders in this industry, especially, um, well, a lot of people they'll be like, Oh, I'm going to put my business on the back burner. Well, let's just make that clear. You can't put your business on the back burner. Mm -hmm. You can, slow it down if you need to, if life happens. And I I have had two, my my parents have both passed away within these past 22 years. Um, And I was able to work my businesses alongside life happening. Right. And uh, while you can slow things down, you really shouldn't stop. So think about it this way. If you have a brick, uh, you know, brick and mortar store and you say life happens, I'm putting it on the back burner. You don't show up for a week or two weeks because life is happening. People stop coming to your store. Yeah. And you can't do that as a business owner. And you have to treat yourself seriously enough to say, you know what? I have to show up somehow, some way. Now, when you aren't feeling your best, you can do posts without your face. You can do things to promote your business that are not your personality when you're not feeling amazing. Right. But when you start feeling amazing again and more human again, when, you know, the, the, the things are not happening, um, just putting your, you know, your face out there and letting your followers or your customers know that you're still here. Yeah. Exactly. You haven't closed business. <laughs> that, and I think that there's two, some people feel maybe a little bit, I wouldn't say shy, but they feel bad. Here, here was another thing too, that I've coached with, you know, my current coaching clients and, and other leaders as well. There's no time to the follow-up. You know, we have, 
because I've had so many people, and I'm sure you've had team members, same thing. Oh, I planned on reaching out to so-and-so, but then I didn't do it. Now, like a week, a two weeks. I mean, I don't even care if it was a year ago. I still followed up with people that were, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I dropped, you know, I dropped drop the stick here by not reaching out to you. And um, I'm just checking in. I know it's been a year, but I'm just checking in to see where you're at. How can I help you? Because I think in the follow-up, people have this misconception of if you don't follow up within X amount of hours, that person's gone. And I don't believe that. And I don't think you do either. No, I think, you know, I I think it's important to um, just let your customers know that you're always there for them. Um, And whether you're sending an e-newsletter or you're sending a text or um, you're showing up consistently on social where they know that you're still in business. Um, yeah. Or even like it's a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. It can be as, you know, all those different places. So I have another question for you too. When you're coaching with your new reps, because I take it that you've obviously leveled up here, would you say nine times? That's great. <laughs> So nine times leveling up, how much, you know, because I think this is important for leaders looking Mm -hmm. to grow their leadership and expand. And I have a feeling I know what you're going to answer, but I just want to see if I'm right. (laughs) How much time do you spend on those initial first reps coming in on training them? Um, Well, I try to give everybody, you know, a lot of access for sure. Um, but what I've also learned is I'm, I'm very good at matching efforts. Um, you know, I, I find that, um, I cannot do the work for everyone. I'm, I'm there a hundred thousand percent for people when, you know, as they're launching their business. But, um, if somebody says, you know, I'm launching and they don't, you know, I'm like, well, what can I do to help you? What's your goal? You know, that kind of thing. Part of it's working with a goal. Um, what's your, you know, you got to have a plan. You definitely have to have a plan. Otherwise it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also really good at matching efforts where, you know, unfortunately I I've got some people that never get out of the gate and um, you know, and, and I think as a new leader, it can be very frustrating because you're like, well, what did I do wrong as a leader? And there's nothing that you did wrong as a leader. As long as you showed that you were there and that you are, you know, supportive of your new team member, you, but you have to realize that you can't do the work for everybody. So um, I think what I've heard new leaders say too, is I just want people, I just want to work with people who want to work. Well, right. you, but you have no idea who you're sponsoring and when that business is going to get into them when they really take off and go. So I think it's just important to to realize that you have to just be there for everybody, reach out consistently, but you can't do the work for people. No, I agree. And it's funny that you say that because another lady I had on podcast um, a while ago, she was one of the top Mary Kay, Mary Kay ladies. And she said almost the identical thing. She's like, I've signed up people or there's people in my downline. And she says she makes herself available. Exact same thing. And when they're ready and be, you know what? I just saw you earn another car. (laughs) I'd like to learn how you did that. Then she knows that she can then be, okay, here's, here's the plan. Here's what you need to do. Focus on 
the goal, the plan, the numbers, and then getting down to business. How many, how many calls does it take to get there? How many for them, they, I think a, a lot still do home parties. You know, how many presentations do you need to get X amount of customers? And here's another thing that I'm going to ask you, because this is another misconception I think that people have in this industry mm-hmm. is that you need to have thousands and thousands of customers to build a six digit income. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> um, well, you don't have to have thousands and thousands, but you, you definitely have to, I think you need to build new business all the time. I mean, it could be one or two customers a month. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's just like, a, a again, if I owned a storefront um, and I had a, you know, say 10 customers to start my business, I can't rely, I can't have my entire business on those 10 customers. I've always got to market and um, work my business so that I'm always bringing in new uh, because I, one thing I don't have control over is how often people shop. Right. But I do have control over like how much I grow my business. And I think growth in any business, whether it is like what my husband does in in business or um, what I'm doing here is you always have to have a certain amount of new business. You always have to have existing customers. Um, And, you know, any smart business owner would say that you, you always need to have a portion of your business being new business. Yep, absolutely. And then it doesn't need to be thousands because that's what I I find so many girls that, you know, they start and they're just always looking for the next sale, looking for the next sale, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but also be of service to those first 10, like you said, of course, and be in service to them, get referrals. You slowly build it that way. And those ones are the numbers that I think that keep people in business for a long time. Just like you said, they know you, they like you, they trust your opinions. They'll keep coming back because they like the customer service. And I think for a lot of leaders, leaders have learned that customer service, number one. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, um, people, people don't, was it care how much, you know, until you, they know how much you care. So right. it, it truly is important to care about your customers, care about your team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I know, so we also discussed this too, that Theta is going to do some training into our group. So if you're not part of the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series group on Facebook, um, in a couple of weeks, I'll We'll, we'll talk about it and we'll have her in there, but she's going to do a little bit of training in there on how if even if you're on a budget, because not every company, um, my husband's with a fairly big company, you're with now a big company that's mm-hmm. global. And so not everyone, you know, in some of these smaller companies, they don't have the accessibility to the back end of leadership stuff that these bigger companies have. So she's going to share with us a way that she helps keep her team motivated when she had was working with these smaller companies. And so I think that's really important because each leader, you never know what companies are going to do. <laughs> you and I have both actually been part of that. I was with right. a couple of amazing companies, their top income earners. And then all of a sudden the company was too gone. And then you're back at square one 
wondering, man, do I have enough in me to do another startup? Oh, I just can't do it again. Like that was my heart and stuff. And so what I did find though, is that with those smaller companies, I developed systems, systems Mm -hmm. that helped work, systems that helped kept your team going. And I think that I would love to have you share on that into the group. So we're looking forward to that, a little bit of training from you, which would be awesome. I can't wait. I I just find like, this is a great thing about having this podcast and meeting one to 2% income earners in a variety of different companies is that each one has built their company in a little bit different way. I've, I've heard people with TikTok, Facebook messaging, um, you're going to be sharing boards, right? Boards. Yep. Boards and what's boards. And it was so funny because last week I said to Theta, oh, I don't really know what that is. I think I do, but I'm not quite sure. And then somebody sent me their board this week and then I got a firsthand experience. I'm like, oh, I get it. Hey, it's the game changer. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. I thought this is awesome. So if you're on a tight budget, this can be a really great resource for you guys. So I can't wait to share that. And once this goes live, we will then link back to that training. I'm not a tech person. I allow my tech tech people to do that, but that's what we're going to do. So I have one more quick question for you before we wrap up today, because um, yeah, I, I love getting deep in with people, learning how they've grown their business. And it's pretty unique that I I don't think there's been one person, by the way, who has not changed companies several times throughout their journey. And I kind of find that that is interesting because who you were when you started, I, I've been doing this 27 years and you said 24 years. Yeah, 22. So, yeah, 22. So what I find is that you're not the same person that you were when you started out. So if you could give Theta a piece of advice that would have moved you forward more quickly. So when you first started out 22 years ago, what what's the piece of advice that you would have given yourself? Wow, that's interesting. You know, um, when you're talking about different companies, I, I'm pretty loyal to a fault. Um, you know, I, one of the companies that I was with, I, I wish that I had probably changed sooner. Um, but yet, oh gosh, I, I think, it, I don't know if it's um, watching the companies change or if you're not fulfilled in your journey, um, maybe listening to your heart and do the research and, and find, um, perhaps, uh, and it could be a leader above you that you don't vibe with. It could be, uh, you know, the company is changing course, you know, things like that. This happens in this industry. Um, sometimes companies change, um, leadership or they change, um, product focus or something like that, that just doesn't, sit with who you are, um, maybe just listen to your gut. And, um, and I would say if you're a newer leader in this, uh, industry, I mean, or even if you're thinking about going into this industry, find a leader who is like, maybe it's not your next door neighbor. Maybe it is a professional in this industry who is not going to go anywhere. Who's going to be there consistently for you um, when you're, you know, on your journey, uh, towards leadership, because somebody can't lead you where they haven't been before. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the exact same advice that I gave my spouse when he was looking at different companies and being in alignment. And I'm like, you know, choose yeah. a team. That's what I said to him. Interview choose- people, interview yeah. people, choose- whether, choose- whether you're changing companies or you're changing, you know, or, or you're entering into this industry, um, you know, do your, do, do your due diligence, do your research, find the leader that you vibe with, um, or the company that you vibe with, yeah, the culture that you vibe with. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of find it funny because the leader that my husband has aligned with, and he, <laughs> my husband's so funny. So he's, he's a very green personality. I mean, that's what I coach and train mm-hmm. people, right? On your leadership style, learning your leadership style mm-hmm. and teaching that to your team so you can all be vibrant together. Yes. That's what I love to do. And so my husband's a very green personality who's analytical and that's who he aligned with. He aligned with a very analytical leader who you do this, you'll get this result. And he was listening to something that this leader was talking about the other day. And the leader told a funny, well, I didn't think it was funny, but my husband thought it was super funny. He's like, (laughs) he's like, I even like his laugh, even how he laughs at himself or whatever. And I'm like, oh dear, you, you have aligned with your perfect person. That's all I can say. Cause I didn't think it's funny at all, but my husband was just like gut laughing over it. And I'm like, and that's the kind of thing too, you know, have fun with your business, have fun with your leadership be the leader as you are learning to grow into leadership that other people do want to follow. You'll find your perfect little gem, mm-hmm. I think, of leadership as you go along. And there's also one other thing that I would recommend is to read books on leadership. I mean, there's some great John Maxwell books um, on leadership. Uh, there's uh, Jack Cantwell, um, you know, the seven steps or uh, seven well, that's the success principles. That's yep. that's the Jack Cantwell. 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 Canfield. Anyway. Canfield. Gosh, yes. Sorry, <laughs> Jack Canfield. Sorry. Um, but those are great books to read because I think um, you don't know what you don't know, right? And you also are going to coach when you're talking about green. Um, there are different personality types and. If somebody's really rah-rah, you know, that's not going to vibe with somebody who's very, you know, method, you know, maybe like I need this and this and this. And when, when you, um, I'm very, I get, I get excited, passionate, all the things, and I'm not very, um, process focused, although I can be, I have to know who I'm working with. So I know, okay, they're looking for this, to this, to this, to this, um, when I'm like, let's go have fun. (laughs) um, But as as you can tell from you went, you went traveling last week, you're all over your countryside. And that's so cool. But I I, I think it is important as a new leader to immerse yourself in some books that can help you develop your leadership style and help you recognize other people's personalities. Because if you haven't worked with people before, um, with different personality types, you you really do need to figure that out so that you can be a better leader. I love it. And I love that you mentioned that because that is exactly what I 
do. So if if anyone here feels aligned with that, if you would like to work with Theta, reach out to her. We'll give you your socials here as well on the interview and through Anchor here. You can reach out or on YouTube. It's going to be broadcast there as well. So we'll make sure that you can get in contact with Theta. And if you would like to know more about what your leadership style is, reach out to myself and I have a complimentary um, one hour process that I do with people so that you can, you know, get to know a little bit for your leadership style areas that you need a little bit help in and where you're strong. And then we work together to do that. So thank you so much for joining us today. A beautiful person and it's such a beautiful interview. I loved it. And thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. All right. Bye for now, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned a lot. Each one of my guests have a special and unique spot in my heart as they have shared what they love about their business and how they truly have grown in their entrepreneur journey. Thanks for sticking around to the end, and I would love to gift to you a fun and easy quiz that you can take right now that will help you assess how you feel about the sales process in your beautiful business. Building relationships, lifting each other up so we can all gain more in our lives and our business is what is truly important to me. And my hope is that in some small way, I've been able to do that for you today. So again, this is Jody Maley with the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series here in beautiful BC, Canada. Truly have a great and inspired rest of your day. The link to the quiz will be attached below. And please like, follow, and share this podcast if it inspired you 